When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I am your host, Joe Quazala. With me, as always, Kristen Studdard. That's me. Uh, if you're just joining us uh, for the first time, the whole deal is that I'm obsessed for some reason with this weird institution, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Kristen? Is not. Yeah, not so much. But she is learning day by day more useless information to clog up my brain. Uh, and you know what? I'm starting to like it. This is this is music to my ears. Uh, dare I say we have another very special episode. Music to our listeners' ears is the word nomcom. And this next guest, <laughs> I'm doing it this. Yeah, that was you know fine. I mean? oh, he I did not a, like it. He made a I, weird face and didn't like it. it. I think we have a very special episode on our hands again. <laughs> he was just too into saying very special episodes. I like saying it. Our guest right. today is a, a former longtime member of the nominating committee. We're so lucky to have him, ladies and gentlemen. It's Bob Merlis. Hello. Hi, Bob. Bob. Thank you for joining us. You're a us. very special guest. You very really special. Are. When, when do you have a guest who isn't very special? Oh, no. You know, when it's, uh, Most guests are not that very special. Very ordinary guests. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think okay. if people are, are looking at our uh, our list of guests, and I love all our guests. Oh, yeah. No, but, you know, no some, dig on our guests. Sometimes it's clear when it's just... A buddy of mine. Yeah. Sometimes it's clear. I hope to be your friend. Oh, you know. wow. I that would could be, be the most special thing about this episode, is I, if you guys come out of this really good friend. With a true friendship. I'd be mm-hmm. so psyched. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Bob, so you were on the nominating committee. I was. I was on for many years. By um, my count, 23. Oh, my goodness. Somebody did. I'm thorough. Homework. I'm thorough. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I never missed a meeting. Oh, I my even gosh. delayed a trip to Europe to accommodate a meeting. Oh my wow. God. Wait, so you had booked this trip and they were like no, surprised? No, I just, I knew I had to leave at a certain time to get to the airport mm-hmm. and arranged it so, you know, a car was waiting and t- drove me to wow. Newark and mm-hmm. I, I didn't do it in a leisurely way, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I made the meeting. The, the commitment. Committee commitment. Yes. Uh, and so, were these 23 consecutive years? Yes, they were. Mm-hmm. From 92 to 2015. Wow. Yeah. Some may say the glory days. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know who those people yeah, are. Me neither. <laughs> How long has Maybe. the Rock Hall been around then? If that's 23, that's it's mo- most that's of it. That's most of it, yeah. right? I mean, there 94, were... it was 86 that it started? I don't think they needed a nominated committee at the beginning. It's like, all right, we're going to put like, Elvis in. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty obvious who's getting in. You know, Buddy Holly's getting in. Right. You know, James Brown is getting in. And then, so there were a few years before you, and, you know, 2015 was only you know, three, year, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh I want to know, so you are, let's talk about your connection to the industry, 
what you do. You've been in the industry a long time, specifically on the publicity side of things. Yeah, I've, I'm a publicist. I represent uh, various recording artists, living and dead, some of whom are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. including Roy Orbison, Sam Cooke, the early Rolling Stones, and happily, not dead, ZZ Top. Wow, that's and, a roster. Yeah, it is quite a roster. And when uh, he was inducted, Percy Sledge. Okay. Oh, wow. That's an interesting one that we'll... Uh, I have questions about. I might as well... I don't yeah, know. I, oh, guess... I have a lot of questions. Yeah, I mean, and that so, is quite a So roster. then when you, when you got tapped to be, in, to be on the nominating committee, were you like, well, I'm going to go to bat for my guys? I didn't have to. Uh, People were already the, like the, these the, are the person of all those uh, inductees. Mm-hmm. The most uh, kind of uh, puzzling one, I suppose, uh-huh. is Percy Sledge. Yes, I was not the person to bring his name up. Oh wow! I okay. was happy to second it, yeah. but I didn't. It was not my conception. Oh, interesting. Because I think when most people hear Percy Sledge, they think uh, when a man, when loves, a man a woman, loves a woman, and then I know I. Don't think I know yeah, much what else do we about got? his career beyond that. There, there, take time to know her from out in left field. He had other significant hits, mm-hmm. and he was like a titan of soul music for a period of time. Okay, um, there's no reason I don't think that uh, he should not have been inducted when Solomon Burke was. I think they're both c- quite deserving of it, mm-hmm. and I think the uh, recognition of um, the impact that great soul artists had in their time mm-hmm. has diminished over the years. People don't think about it because oldies radio is predicated on playing one hit by any given artist. Yeah. And yeah. they don't play stuff in depth. Right. So okay. that's, that's I, my you defense. Know, thinking too about like kind of soul music it's interesting because I think that that people don't have a problem with like soul music being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame but then people have problems with more like contemporary soul like like i'm thinking of the whitney houston angle for example people are like oh should whitney houston be in the rock and roll hall of fame but i'm like if percy sledge is in the rock and roll hall of fame whitney houston should be in the rock and roll can you not draw a line from one to the other and i think you can but it's it's more it becomes more of a question when we start to talk about you know what how, how they've branched further apart i think is is why we start to question some of the later ones because you can you can think old R and B music and soul you can understand how that turns into rock and roll but then you know it's it's almost like uh, we but all like soul music coexisted with rock and roll music you know what I mean it's not I'll, necessarily... I'll tell you something that relates quite directly at the um, end of the boxing match between then Cassius Clay later Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. and Sonny Liston in Miami, 1964, he said, you know, you know, they picked him up. He said, let that man in. Let that man in. That's the greatest rock and roll singer in the world. And he meant Sam Cooke. So rock and roll, and Sam Cooke is acknowledged as the man who invented soul. Yeah. I mean, taking, you know, gospel music and making it secular and groovy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> um, and, and at that point... The term soul music probably wasn't well known, or mm-hmm. didn't perhaps didn't even exist. So, from Muhammad Ali's point of view, that, that's a rock and that's roll rock singer, and, roll. and uh, boy, that really etched into my mind. I've seen that little film clip many times, and I realize 
oh, he's on par with great rock and roll singers. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there's no dispute that Little Richard is a great rock and roll singer Mm -hmm. um, who, you know, is that soul music because you're black and you sing that kind of music? Does Mm -hmm. that make it soul it's I don't know how you parse that. Right. Well, but that's what I mean. I think of that, like, for example, like Little Richard, Sam Cooke, et cetera. But then you look at like more modern singers who would be considered soul music and people are like, is that rock and roll? Like, where did the split? Ha- I don't know. Well, I think the the later stuff was very slickly produced and which isn't to say Sam Cooke wasn't slickly yeah. produced. So, I don't know. I'm not on the nominating committee anymore. Yeah. You don't have, I don't have to about think it. about it. You do not have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've brought this up before. I'm curious what you have to have to say. So, uh, I think some of that music, it's like we take rock and roll and we, so we and now we just say rock mm-hmm. often. But I think that soul and R&B are the role part of what initially was coined as rock and roll. Ooh, he has a skeptical face. <laughs> I don't Perhaps. know. I mean, the role well, no, part. No, I've always yeah. been, I've well, been skeptical of this definition. Rock and roll is just sort of euphemism for sex. I mean, you know. I suppose. In, in old older R&B records. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's like white kids said, okay, we want some of that rock and roll and, mm-hmm. and, and did it. Uh, you know, there are jump blues uh, songs, like I'm thinking of uh, Amos Milburn or Roy Brown, people like that, who use the term rock and roll. Um, to mean fucking. In essence, yes. <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a genteel way. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, there goes my role theory. Yeah, there goes your role theory. <laughs> this has been something he's clung to. Well, cause well, I... rock, so rock, you think, comes from the white side of it. And roll comes from the black side, kind but of, the white yeah. side of it is hillbilly music. Mm-hmm. And there really aren't a rock. lot of country music. Up, and there up. aren't a lot of country musicians in the Hall of Fame. Um, I've also talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's jo- Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. Johnny Cash. And then anybody else? I mean, there's some in the kind of early influence category, like Hank Williams and, and Bob Wills and his mm-hmm. Texas Playboys. But beyond that, it does feel like the Hall has kind of decided country is its own thing. Well, and country has a phenomenal Hall of Fame that predates the Rock and Roll Hall of mm-hmm. Fame by many decades. Yeah. So they had a sense of what they were and who they should be celebrating, mm-hmm. which, you know, yeah, is great. I think the term rock and roll is just, it's so nebulous now, and I think we've gotten to a point with just, what is it? Is all music rock and roll well, in some I, way? I'll go back to the induction of Miles Davis, mm-hmm. who reviled rock and roll. Yes. And, uh, you know, but then they ended up doing some fusion music. So in some way, that's got a rock edge to it. Right. His later. Work, and right. uh, one of the advocates for his induction said, I said, well, I don't hear the rock and roll part. And he didn't like rock and roll. He was kind mm-hmm. of vocal about how it was kind of dumb. Yeah. And uh, I was told, well, he played rock venues. Well, what? so the building <laughs> determines the that's genre. Really? Wow. Oh. So um, by that time, I said, well, uh, the Beatles played Carnegie Hall, and so did Isaac Stern. Are we going to put Isaac Stern in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? He played a rock venue. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could go on. It's ridiculous. And, yeah. and it's pointless to talk about people who were inducted, who whose induction, I don't know, I might have taken issue with at the time, but Ooh. now I don't bother. Yeah. I, I mean, just don't. Yeah. There's no percentage in it. Well, they're, they're in. There's, there's, yeah. there's no more discussion. And I, I, wouldn't, I don't advocate people being removed, you know, like, 
Remove the Confederate. <laughs> yeah. remove, remove the Confederate statues. Yeah, that's like yeah. that's. That, that I, I'm for that. The, yeah, yeah me the too. Confederate <laughs> statue of <laughs> pretty firmly. The Confederate right. statue of the Hall of, of the Rock Hall of Fame is right. Kiss. Yeah, right. <laughs> a, 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 a. Well, I I did argue when Kiss was uh, first uh, brought up as a potential nominee. I said you cannot induct Kiss until you induct Alice Cooper, because uh, Gene Simmons himself said the concept for Kiss was. For Alice Cooper's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. okay, so where did it come from? He told you where it came from. So this I is... did represent Alice Cooper, too. Uh, okay. Uh, I see. just remembered that. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Okay, so we see. Well, that that's a question that we have that we talk about a lot, and we've discussed with an, one other person who was on the nominating committee. Is that a thing that you talk about in the meeting? Is, is order. Is order. Is, like, does Shaka Khan have to get in before Whitney Houston? Does... Uh, Alice Cooper have to get in before Kiss. I, I just made know. that case. I no, it's kind of, it's whatever the, the you know the mob rules. You know, yeah. uh, you got to reach a certain plateau of uh, people who agree with a, a concept of one induction or another, and then it's put to the, you know, all the people who vote. All the people now, and it's also all the people who are at the meeting, right? All the people who are at the meeting are, by definition, voters. Yeah. Oh, no. I just mean, like, there are people on the nominating committee who don't make it to the meeting. Like, you've made it to the meeting every year. Like, Never you, missed one. You are a committed. Never, and, for, and for my dedication, I was asked to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and I traveled there on my own dime, the longest right. distance from, of anybody. Yeah, well, we talked to Roy Traken, yeah. uh, who, who was telling us that, yeah, he... Because he is out here. And you've, you've been out here... Uh, since certainly the, you've been a part of the nominating committee. And it's a very New York-based thing. They don't allow people to call in, telecom. We have the technology now if you yeah. wanted to Skype Yeah, in. you could, but... But, you no, know. it's... But, like, I, you know, I felt it was right to be there because you've you got, got this give and take room. and yeah. comparing notes with people. That's all... It's okay to, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah. It's okay to col- obviously collude. To collude. Obviously. <laughs> you know, yes, we're not collusion. hiding anything. Yeah. Uh, well, let me ask you then, so... When the hall starts, 1986, uh, what are your personal thoughts of this institution happening? Being I, a I was stoked about it. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought, well, this is a great idea. It used to be a shtick. It's like, you know, you should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when there wasn't a Rock and Roll yeah. Hall of Fame. It was a funny turn a of joke. phrase. Yeah. It really was. And that's why it's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because rock and roll, to say rock and roll is funnier than rock. I agree. Yeah. I fully, fully agree. You know, as a comedian, you'd know underwear that's is, yeah, that's okay. Underpants, underpants is underpants funny. Underpants is funnier. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. So, um, you know, it was a turn of phrase. Like, it was it was almost, um, uh, Jews say, uh, when's that going to happen? Shavuos 1999. It means it's some obscure holiday. Mm-hmm. And from a 1960s or 70s point of view, 1999 was, was far, far away. away. Yeah. In the 20th so... Here comes 1999. I look at a calendar and it's Shavuos, whatever that means. Yeah, and it was like it's it's happened. It's, you yeah. know, it's the rapture or whatever is yeah. supposed to. A happen. lot of promises. So yeah. anyway, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was a figure of speech, and then it became a reality. Yeah, and you thought great, and then were you uh, in the voting? But not you know you weren't in the nominating committee, but were you voting? You I think remember? I was early on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Although, as I mentioned, you know, the first class, how you. That's it. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> That's right. the greatest all, of all. Those are obvious. Every one of those guys are, there's no women, huh? Nope. No, not um, until nope. the second year. Every, everyone should be on a stamp. 
And maybe most of them have been. Yeah, yeah I mean, a lot of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Probably outside the Everly Brothers. Uh, well, uh, uh, Don is still alive. Yeah. He, so he, he can't is. be on a stamp. Oh, he can't be on a stamp until you're dead. dead? Yeah. Okay, well, then I guess Little Richard. Here's how to remember the difference between Don and Phil. Don is dark, Phil is fair. Ooh, okay. That's a new, I like that. a little demonic for you. Yeah. But you can't say Don is dead. <laughs> uh, no, he isn't. He right. Isn't. Uh I'm trying to think of no, I can't think of any to remember which one's alive. That's yeah. also uh, <laughs> Don is alive. Phil, we yeah. lost Phil. Phil lived here in Toluca Lake. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Uh, so okay, it's 1992. You join the nominating committee. Who is your person that you? I want to know even before oh. that who's calling you. Who? Oh. How do you oh, yeah, wind oh, up yeah. in the room? I guess you know. I don't. I guess it was. I got a letter probably from John Landau mm-hmm. and. Uh, Seymour, maybe Seymour or Ahmed Erdogan. I don't. I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. And these are all guys you know. Uh, With yeah. some familiarity. Yeah, I know Seymour better than the other ones because I worked at Warner Brothers and Sire was a Warner distributed label. Okay. So I I spent I spent time with him, both it in business and socially. Okay. So they know you. They know you, you as a guy who knows his music history. I think so. I think they figure, well, this guy, and I was a whippersnapper then, mm-hmm. despite that, um, you know, knows something about the older stuff. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it had to be at least 25 years past. Yeah. So so at that point, we're just starting to get into the 60s. Yeah. You know. Uh, so, all right, that first year, 92, they call you up. You go to the it's at Rolling Stone, right? The in, the, in their meeting. office, yeah. Yeah, the office is Rolling Stone. Is it still? Has it been in the same room the whole time? In the big, yeah, the big it, it was every every time I, I had ever been there. And there's that is consistency. I I don't know. I got to give it up to that. I guess and the same catering. Yes, I know. The same corn beef right? sandwiches yeah. from, from and the Dr. Brown's cream soda. Great. Yeah. I had to restrain myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are you, I think they should do it like they do with the popes, the way that they, used I'll tell to you do something. <laughs> this will probably get me into trouble, but big deal. So I'm standing in line for the catering mm-hmm. and I'm behind Clive Davis. Sure. And maybe I'm minimally taller than him or I, I'm at eye level with the top of his head. And I realize that he has painted or someone has painted the top of his head. Oh. <gasps> That, wow. is, that is all. And as a bald guy, <laughs> as a certified bald guy, I can, I can say that. Yes, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. In, as a member of the club. Right. Um, like so, yeah, you're, you're, you make your way. You pay your own way to, to get to. No, when, when I worked for Warner Brothers, they paid for it. Oh, that's nice. It was great. Was, did you feel then that beholden? That you had to hype for some No, because the... Warner Brothers didn't start until 1958. They had virtually no acts that qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, that could have been inducted. Those I mean, there were acts yeah. that that had ended up on Warner's or Reprise after their glory years, mm-hmm. like well, the Everly Brothers had great hits on oh, on, for sure. on, on Warner Brothers, but Fats Domino ended up on Reprise. Little Richard ended up on Reprise, but the work that you know got them to the point of being considered or being a slam dunk for was predated yeah. their involvement with with the label that I ended up working for. Okay, so you feel no. At, you at don't feel connection. like allegiance that you have to like go to bat for one. No, Brothers not at all. Or, not okay, at all. good. Uh, so you uh, you go. Are you like the new guy, or are there a bunch of new guys? I think there were a bunch of new guys my first year. Okay, I'm not quite sure. Sure, I I, I can't think back. Was there far. anybody that you came with that first year that you were like really excited to go to bat for? Who was? Who I can't. Were, like, I cannot remember. 
No, no idea who got inducted the year I was first on the nominating okay. committee, and I'll I'll right. vote on them again. Okay, ninety two. <laughs> we yeah. got Bobby Blue Bland. Yes, I wrote that? liner notes for a Bobby Bland compilation. I do okay. not know who that is. Great, a fantastic blues singer, and um, I wrote uh, liner notes for the Best of Bobby Bland Volume Two. It was like a you know it was in, when the CD you era had two happened. volumes. That's yeah. a lot of hits. Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and. Uh, and I realized, you know, I work for Warner Brothers, and I'm I'm doing this for MCA, which bought his catalog. But mm-hmm. I figured I got to do it. It's the, the passions fa- there. Yeah, man, yeah. I love him. Okay, Booker T and the MGs. I'm all for it. Okay. I, I don't know that I said uh-huh. they got to be in, but I'm I'm happy they are. Isley Brothers. Um, these are all easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was back when I think it yeah. was. Yeah, all- it was like yeah. the, there. There's so many. The people who are who didn't get in on this ballot are pretty crazy. You uh-huh. know. So, uh, but still getting inducted. Ninety-two Hendrix, obvious. Yeah. Wow. Okay. My client, not then. <laughs> well, yes, then because he was on Warner. Well, his catalog was with Reprise. Uh, Johnny Cash. Maybe I went to the meeting in ninety-two, and the inductions. Were, yeah, yeah, same year. Oh, same this year. year. Okay. Sam and Dave. Uh huh. Ah. Because young- Otis Redding was already in. I, I'm guessing. You know, uh, yeah, he had, okay. he had already got that, there's, See, If there's going to be an order. Like it's got to be an order. Yeah, so Redding, order. Redding had already yeah. been in, uh, I believe, a, a year or two before. And then, uh, yeah, the Yardbirds. Oh, I, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. That way you, you get three great guitar players in one shot. Yeah, and I, I they inducted Jimmy Page with the Yardbirds, and I don't even know how I feel about that. Because I feel like he jumped on right at the end of the Yardbirds. And they had kind of done all their uh, iconic work. And then I think they wanted Jimmy Page at the end. Well, who doesn't? And, and yeah. uh, you know, and it's because of the, the, this phenomenon that people like Eric Clapton, that people like Eric Clapton. Like Eric mm-hmm. Clapton got in three times. He sure did. And, uh, you know, I'm just waiting for, you know, Derek and the Dominoes or something to... I'm that kidding. <laughs> I'm not in favor of that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, um, I think that, that it's kind of like, you know, it's beating a live horse, but it's kind of pointless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't need Derek and the Dominoes. That, to me, would be like, we have cleaned oh, out this entire oh, category Oh, and, and we left so Blind well. Faith out. That right, way Winwood yeah. gets in yet again. Yeah. Because he's in for traffic. He sure is. Um, Cream was on that ballot. And didn't get in? And did not get in. Wow. Whoa. Uh, wow. Wow. David Bowie was on that ballot. I did not get in? And I think I know why. Why? Because he badmouthed the hall. So what? Okay. Uh, well, we would have... So did the that, Sex Pistols. That wouldn't I mean, have mattered. Well, really uh, have outside... Mattered. I mean, so he was on the ballot, obviously. He was on the ballot, and the, the body didn't but vote But then the body didn't vote, the so that's what I'm thinking. The body is less political than the nominating committee. Mm-hmm. The body is more like fans, zillion. Yeah. You know, their agents and people, like, they don't... You know, they wouldn't think in those terms. I guess, you know, it's finite, and you can't... Not everybody on the ballot can get but in. But it's just wild to me that I... Bowie is such a... I am He's very like top shocked 10. that he would not be in yeah. first year. Well, you know, in 1992, he was, you know, wasn't doing his best work. So maybe that Oh, was... yeah, he was probably in. He was still making... Okay. I don't know. Was it Tin Machine time? Oh, boy. Gosh. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Maybe. I think also maybe there was... It, it's with... helpful to die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've always said that about in, in any circumstance. <laughs> in, in, for all of us. Right. Uh, I think maybe with the voting body at this time, there was a sense of order. Because, I you know, so. you're, st- you're putting in Hendrix and the Isley Brothers. you've got to put the Isley Brothers in because they started in the 50s. Only act to have hits in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 00s, 
and I think the teens. I'm not sure. Oh, gosh, wow. wow. On the charts every single decade. Wow. They could be on all the radio station formats then. <laughs> yeah. You know? 80s, 90s. It's from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 80s 90s, 90s 2000s, and today. today. Right. But, uh, you know, oldies radio doesn't play 50s stuff anymore. No. Although there's a pretty good AM station. K-Surf. K-Surf. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that. I like K-Surf. And they will, they will do some 50s yeah. songs. I don't know that I've ever gone to an AM 12, dial. 1260. Yeah. Yeah, you got to dig for it, but it's a good no one. No commercials. No. no commercials. How do they make money? How do they do that? I think there's some tower somewhere that nobody's manning. <laughs> so they just, just plug into it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, K-Surf. So you, you hear seagulls and yeah. some waves, and then and it goes hear... right into Ricky Nelson. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. It's That's a great really station. really funny. I didn't know about that. I truly have never gone to the AM dial on well, my car. Well, like right-wing maniacs. Yeah. So that's yeah, it's great coast to hear to coaster and yeah. and. Uh, and uh, you know, sports. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's sports are literally yeah. the only time is but, like I've dated people who listen to live basketball games and stuff on on AM radio. That's compelling. But you know, as a kid, <laughs> AM radio was what you listened to. That's F- what top forty FM was. Yeah. was just for classical music mm-hmm. until around the seventies or so. It switched to kind of album side late, stuff. Right? Late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. Uh, so also on that ballot ninety two, Buffalo Springfield, uh, Cream, David Bowie, Dwayne Eddy. Etta James, Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. I did represent Etta James, too. Okay. Yeah. Etta James How is long incredible. did it take for her to get in? She got in the next year. I'm just saying, like, again, Etta James, you can draw a straight line to Whitney Houston. Yeah. Like, you With, know, I, think I just, definitely. this to me, it's just but like Etta one... James had rock and roll, real, no mincing at all rock and roll records, like, Roll your word. Thank you. With me, <laughs> roll with roll with me, Henry. Uh, that's you true. Know, yeah, it's total. You know. Yeah. With the Johnny Otis Orchestra, it's mm-hmm. all, yeah. I guess there isn't as much bluesiness to a, a more contemporary soul singer. Or rockiness. Yeah. yeah. Or, or rockiness. rock. It almost is pure pop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know that whole pop thing is is uh, it makes you give pause. I mean, there's no there's no purer pop than ABBA. Mm-hmm. And, right. But. They completely get it. I'm, I'm co- yes. totally support that. And they rock. <laughs> they yeah. sometimes do rock. Yeah, yeah, they do rock. Yeah, they know how to do it, and they they come from the right place. The first time I ever heard ABBA uh, was Waterloo, mm-hmm. and um, I said, "Oh, I get it. It's like Spectre," and you know, yeah. uh, I liked it instantly. Yeah, yeah. like perfect production. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, impeccable songwriting. Yeah, they're, yeah, the greatest. I stayed in. Um, Benny's Hotel in in, um, in Sweden. Sweden, oh. Or, or is it Bjorn's Hotel? It's know. called the Bern Hotel, B-E-R-N. Okay. It's in a hip neighborhood. Was, How was it? It's great. Yeah, Come I bet. On. <laughs> I mean, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I went to the ABBA Museum. God, I went to I, Sweden I, I and highly I did not recommend go to the it. ABBA Museum. I would do it. Yeah, yeah I would do that in heartbeat. Stockholm. There's one in Australia, too. Oh. Okay. Well, let's go to Australia. Okay. No, go to go to Stockholm. Okay. I I would love to go back. I I I did not spend enough time there. I was in the countryside. Don't worry, I'm very well traveled. I don't talk about it that often on the podcast. I don't like to talk okay. about how much I've traveled or how I've been abroad or you know uh, how I've just so anyway, returned from the continent. Right. The, I, you know, I might seem different. You know who also was on the ballot in '92? Woman, it's just was hard to a guy who didn't get in for another ten years. Gene Pitney. I would oh big supporter of Gene Pitney. I it took a long time. I, 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 Gene Pitney, It Hurts to Be in Love, is his biggest hit. Mm-hmm. But he wrote um, Hello, 
Goodbye. Hello, Marianne. Mary Lou. Oh, uh, hello, Mary Lou. Good, goodbye, love for Ricky Nelson. Okay. He wrote Uptown for the Crystals. Uh, great writer and a great vocalist, very evocative vocalist. And the first time I heard the Jefferson Airplane, I said, this guy sounds like Gene Pitney. Marty Ballin sounds mm-hmm. just like Gene Oh, Pitney. interesting. Yeah, put them together, you'll see. You'll I hear. truly don't know who Gene Pitney is. That's interesting. I feel like, too, that you're getting through a lot of, like, classics that I, that, like, were before my time because a lot of my familiarity with, like, rock is from radio and like you're not hearing a gene pitney Mm-mm. jam no, but on, you did when i was a kid you heard it all the time right i probably bought his singles Good. uh see I, let me explain i'm older than you oh. interesting okay yeah. i had a hunch yeah I, had a hunch. I don't know i don't see age so <laughs> true um, not on the radio yeah, you're yeah, age blind yeah, I, don't, I don't see age on the radio at all <laughs> uh so okay you are on the nominating committee for uh 23 years uh-huh who, from your recollection, are you going in to to bat for? Yeah, over that, the years, that over did, the years, that yeah. didn't make it that either, did either and or yeah. that didn't I make it is interesting. But um, and also, who like was there I'd rather someone... talk about the ones that didn't make it because you know the ones that did. Well, but so... who are you? Who can you take credit for? Who did? Who, oh, who did also, you like? Yeah. Who can I take credit? So yeah. I've got to imagine you've you've gone to bat for people who've made the. I, I, I mean, I I had quite a bit to do. I'd say with Alice Cooper. Okay. And we defined Alice Cooper as the band Alice Cooper, not mm-hmm. the person Alice God Cooper. God bless you. Get Glenn in there and the, yeah. the rest of them. Um, Joe is a big Alice Cooper. I really like and, Alice Cooper um, a lot. You know, I, I was supportive of uh, Percy Sledge, but I, it was not my it was nomination. not you. Okay. But I was happy to, you know, campaign for him, I mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> in the uh, process, it just so that we can... You know who used to sit in those meetings in the early days? Specter. Right, yeah. Yes. We talked about that a little Phil. bit. Great. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, what a character. The greatest. Uh, he cared too. I had I had heard a rumor that he was the one to keep the Ronettes out of the hall for. A he time. didn't believe in them. He didn't believe in them as worthy of induction. Because mm-hmm. um, he was the record. Right. But, you know, it wouldn't have been a record without, without those them, voices. Without Ronnie, yeah. So, uh, it, uh, in hindsight, it wasn't a good idea. Oh, it was fun to hang out with Phil. It wasn't a good idea to have him on the nominating committee because he has skin in the game. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But by the same token, the late Ahmed Erdogan, we went around the table. Went, I'm telling tales after school since they kicked me out of school. Yeah. yeah, we love it. The late Ahmed Erdogan's... I'm not going to attempt to do the vocal impression. <laughs> but the late Ahmed Erdogan brought up Foreigner as one of the most important signings to Atlantic Records. Like, what? Foreigner? This was early on. Yeah. Just when they were... Cold as like, You know, all right, they had hits and everything, and they're clever guys. And, sure. And Mick Jones, I have great respect for because he worked for Johnny Holiday. Okay. That's why I have great respect for uh-huh. him. But it was like, come on, this is so self-serving. you got to give it up. He, he didn't... You know, we all saw through it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I, I'm, I'm shocked that someone as powerful as Amit couldn't just kind of push his Make own artist, at least to the ballot. That's surprising. Well, the rest of us like said no way. Who's going to vote for that? And, you know, I, we all knew that Mick Jones was a personal friend of his and mm-hmm. hung out, you know, which is fine. But it's that was that was too brazen. Yeah, too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sit, sit down, Amit. 
Uh, and, and, you know, he, in, by some token, he invented the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So yes, we had, we had no, he really did. But we couldn't respect that. No. Well, that's, that's actually very refreshing to hear because you think sometimes behind these closed doors there can be political things going on. And if you're in charge, you can, you know, shepherd. I mean, somebody with gumption should have said, come on, you got Laverne yeah. Baker. Be happy with that. But Laverne Baker had every reason and right, right to be right in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so the process, when you're in the room... There, the numbers of the people in the room have ballooned and then gotten smaller. Uh, it seems like it's usually around 30 people, although yeah. there, there's some years where it was a lot more. Yeah, maybe. They, uh, Did they ever have to double the, the hero sandwich order? They... they knew how it was coming, so they already knew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they would know. And not everybody's showing up every year? No, not everybody. You know, there's people based in the UK and mm-hmm. other Californians. and Who are invited but can't make it. They can't make it. Um, I, I was, I felt so, it, that was so important to me that no matter yeah. by hook or crook, I'd get there. Mm-hmm. And then after I it. got off the uh, Warner Brothers Welfare Fund in 2001 or 2000, when I left Warner Brothers in 2001, I thought, all right, I'm just going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I'm going to sleep on a friend's couch. Because... Um, it's worth it. Because you part of this. Well, yeah. you it was important to, to me. Say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And I, I do. I want to know who else too okay. that you that I, you feel I also, responsible. I want to get. So you're in. You're in the room. You're literally around a table. Uh-huh. Right. And you're going one by one. And you're each doing three. You're vouching yes. for three. Yes. Three. Uh, you vouch for three, and then you put a literal piece of paper into a hat or a bucket or something. Uh, I think someone writes it. Or down. someone's writing it down yeah. to keep keep a tally. Right. Yeah. Okay, and then when everyone goes around, you've probably do people. So let's say you had someone you wanted to talk about, but someone already did. And then you you might have somebody in the, the bullpen, yeah. or you say, "Oh, you know, this guy said the thing I wanted, and I think it's a great idea." So you're second, and you can double down for this. You person. can just sort of not bring it up. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing says you have to have three. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Fresh ones. Okay. When so, they wrote you to invite you to be in the on the nominating committee, were they like, "So please show up at this address in you know show up at the Rolling Stones offices with three like did they did they were they explicit I think so. about that? I think I knew. Process. Certainly after the first year, I knew what. Yeah, you knew the deal. Yeah. I think I knew. I okay. Think I knew. And but uh, I called friends of mine and picked their brains and yeah, you know, get, it was fun get to, a bunch of information from yeah. different sources. Uh, so then at maybe I might have been behind Bobby Bland. Okay. I'd like to think I was. Yeah, I'd like to think you I'd were like too. to think I was. I mean, you wrote the liner notes. Uh, yeah, I, I just because greatest hits volume in, two in the in the in, in the great blues canon. He doesn't spring immediately to mind. You know, Muddy Waters and Helen Wolf yeah. always do, mm-hmm. uh, and I think and Jimmy Reed and you know we could go on, but because Bobby Bland was kind of smoother, okay, and had a big band. It was something. It wasn't Chicago blues. It wasn't that kind of basic. You know, the blues on which. Um, the Rolling Stones are based. Yes. You know, that uh, exact same instrumentation, mm-hmm. if you include a harmonica. And Bobby Bland had a horn section and even used strings and so on. But I, I'm desperately loyal to him because I just, it, it moves me. I that's think great. he probably had a hard time because his last name is Bland. Isn't that tough? Te- but think my that's, name. That's a difficult But one. I have friends because of my name I'm Bob Bobby uh-huh. they call me Bobby Blue sometimes ah. okay. so that, that's why he's uh, got to have blue in there otherwise it's Bobby Bland yeah that's, that's what I'm saying like that's a rough one but Bobby Blue Bland. Bland that's his real name I saw virtually his last performance 
He was inducted into the Memphis Music Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. On whose nominated committee I serve? Hey, <laughs> you've got you've got a lot he of as a multiple nom as we server. speak, and um, he was honored, and um, he was in a wheelchair. And I, I went up to him. I said, "Hi, I'm. I wrote the liner notes for the Best of Bobby Bland Volume Two. And he thanked me. This was fifteen, twenty years later, mm-hmm. and I realized he's illiterate. He never read those liner notes oh, unless someone read them to him. Wow! No way! Yeah, way. Anyway, he's <laughs> on stage in his wheelchair, mm-hmm. and he delivered hugely. That's amazing. And he was dead within uh, maybe fifteen months. Wow! Wow! Uh, Incredible. I so, love that story. Uh, it was probably around 2012 or something. I would assume. Uh, yeah. And I, I met a guy at the that, that event, which was a fun event. I have a connection to Memphis. So I'm, I'm not from Memphis, but I'm part of the scene in a way. Mm-hmm. And I got there, and a guy comes up to me and says, Hi, I'm Otis Redding Third. I said, That's the greatest name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Wow. Because the, the Otis Redding we know was Otis Redding Jr., Okay. So this is All right. interesting. That's so cool. Uh, um, well, let's get back to the room. Yes. So <laughs> Yeah, Joe also, like, this is wild to know, like, what goes on. Mm-hmm. This is a very big deal to Joe. It's very exciting <laughs> for him. He wants to know, like, what's it smell like? What was yeah. that? Who'd you sit next very to? Very nice. Starts like, around yeah. noon. Uh-huh. How many and people start looking at their watches yeah. around 2.30. Yeah, and it lasts till three or three thirty. Okay, and so you get you get all your names in. Yeah, uh, and so I mean, I'm assuming three apiece, maybe thirty people. You're getting about ninety names. Nah, because I, I don't think you got that many. Okay, I really don't. Because people were saying I was going to say yeah, Bobby and then Bland. and then someone saying foreigner, and everyone's like, yeah, no, I, I've never I've never down. seen a <laughs> preliminary ballot with ninety names on. Okay, it. I, I, it's forty closer, would be a closer lot. to forty, yeah. and then from there. You, you winnow all... it down to I. That changes. I don't know what the why, but I think you're supposed to end up with 15. Yeah, or so. Yeah, or that's that's yeah. in flux. But you guys are then. So you have your list of 40, and then your Roy told us sometimes it was your rating each one one to five. Uh, or and then it turned into just just picking five. I, I can't. I don't know. No I, idea. You mean you mean weighted voting? Yeah, sometimes it was weighted. That. Okay, and yeah. then sometimes it was just uh, maybe you get you look at the forty, you pick five, and then from there. But you know, you then get... you start inner strategies, like oh, I like so and so, but then if I vote for him and he gets a, a critical mass, he'll mm-hmm. undercut one of my people. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, if for you sure. Deny the uh, the secondary vote, and then I've got a lot ma- of yeah. machinations. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you probably like, oh well, everybody's going to vote for Hendrix. He'll get in. That's fine. So I don't, I don't have need to waste to. You don't vote. need to vote for Hendrix. Yeah. Hendrix. That's how David Bowie doesn't. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Because the ones that you're passionate about, or that I, I was, are the ones that are a little left to center. The underdogs, the yeah. ones who mm-hmm. are like so your little your Bobby, passion projects. So I figure well, I'm going to put all in on those, yeah. and I don't have to worry about, um, you know, the obvious ones. Great. Well, let's let's talk about those ones that you went to bat for. And okay. Let's get to that. I'd rather do the ones that didn't get in. That yeah, I went let's to do bat. the ones that made the the ballot, uh, but I, then I'll, didn't get. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give give you a, a a notion of them. I wish I'd brought my laptop because I have I have my little notes that I would take to the Hall of Fame each year. Oh, my wow. crib notes. Oh my uh, gosh. have to have you. So back. I know yes, I did. Exactly. I know Jill, I did the Mar- I did Mary up. Wells. Okay. And the Marvelettes from mm-hmm. from Motown. Right. Both and made the ballot. 
Yeah. Uh, Mary Wells made the ballot a long time ago. And then she's been long and then forgotten. She, she has been forgotten. Yeah. Do you think she could sneak no. in as an early influence uh, in that category? Mm, I mean, early influence, I understand that, uh, you know, Hank Williams is an early influence. Rock and roll didn't exist, mm-hmm. per se. Right. But Mary Wells was part of the mainstream of R&B and soul music. Right. And now, it's you know, no one thinks about her. But they, they, they kind of fudge what they mean with early influence. Like Wanda Jackson is in, in the early influence category. And she was a contemporary of many artists who were in the hall. Yeah. Was Mary Wells, she was um, not like a um, a backup singer as well, right? No, she no. was. She a, had a recording career front, as. She's the first artist that of whom I'm aware who had success on Motown and left Motown. You figure once you're in Motown, you, that's the formulas there. You got to stay with it mm-hmm. because you know, they made the records. And yeah. she left and really didn't have much success after Yikes. Motown. And her big but song, whereas the Four Tops did. Yeah. And um, the Isley Brothers did before and after. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Wells' big song was My Guy, right? Yeah. That's the big oh, one. Yeah. Uh, and I could see that. You know, you know, they have a new category, right? So, yeah, for it's like a jukebox category. Like a yeah. singles yeah. category. Yeah. I and I, it, it, had that category existed, that's where... I'm I'm guessing Percy Sledge would have ended up, mm-hmm. or his record. Yeah, uh, I could see Mary Wells, uh, my guy, being uh, in that category. That's oh, probably the the best uh, chance she's got. Now, one of those uh, you know record guys was it's the Twist by Chubby Checker, and I've always oh, been yeah. a big advocate for Chubby Checker. Oh, really? Always. Never made the ballot. Never made the ballot, and and my contention was because I lived through it. Mm-hmm. Chubby Checker made the world safe for dorks. In other words, you could dance with a girl, as a, this, I'm speaking as a guy, here. Mm-hmm. you could dance with a girl, and it wasn't embarrassing, everybody knew this very elemental thing, mm-hmm. and it was fun for kids. Who didn't know how to dance. Who didn't know how to dance, yeah. who didn't yeah. know any steps, you just do the twist, and, and then the it twist was the number one record two years in a, two years, it, it went up the charts, went down the charts. And, and then it came, came back. And it came back because the twist phenomenon was huge. And at this point, someone always points out, yeah, but it was a cover. Hank Ballard had the had the twist. He got into the Rock and Roll mm-hmm. Hall of Fame he too, did. and uh, but not just for the twist. And uh, I said, yeah, that's true. But Chubby Checker changed the world. His version of the chi- of the twist that's the definitive changed yeah. the that's world. The one. So yeah. um, it never happened. And now after his, um, uh, you know, the twist got in as uh, you know a, a single single Hall of Fame, whatever yeah. it is. I talked to him. And uh, oh yeah, he, he was pretty wacky. Uh, <laughs> and I said, "Chubby, I revere you." I, you know, and he dictated this stuff for our press release. I represent Abco Music that has the the Cameo catalog. They have that record. Okay. And uh, he was he he wasn't he wasn't pissed about it mm-hmm. that it wasn't him, but it was the record. Yeah. But he he built this kind of um, filigree into it that. He lost me somewhere in the conversation. Yeah. And I just said, I love it because it, it was empowering for people. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, anyway, his logic was different. Yeah. Well, I it's, bet- like you could, it's like you could have sex with your clothes on. Now, as a 12-year-old, it's a nice idea. That's yeah. also a weird... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's weird sex. Yeah, yeah I, 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 <laughs> I, I would choose to just not... very weird sex. I, I, would, I would choose that. Um, I, yeah, I wonder... I don't think... I bet Chubby would have liked to have been there, because as far as I know, he was not at the. Well, ceremony. when they when they inducted the forty five, yeah, the single, the single. no, it, it, I don't think we didn't know about it. Was it. Was this was, we didn't know this about is it. The big thing. By we, I mean 
Abco, who yeah. was yeah. a client of mine. Yeah. And the day after it happened, I got a text from somebody like, did you know this was going to happen? I said, no, said, we didn't either. It's their record. Yeah. They own the master. I this think is, that's You bullshit. were right then. Joe what, you think right. they just sort of did it after the... You well, know, I just, like, I guess, regardless of when they thought of it, I think they should have told the people who were being honored. I mean, even if they don't have him come up to say something, because it did seem kind of like a rush cut job. To him in the audience. In I the bet audience. he would have liked, I bet a lot of those people would have liked to have been there. Or at least would have been liked to have been invited. I, I, or to know that it was going to happen. I, I was uh, responsible for getting... Um, some people into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that I didn't nominate. I'll explain. Please. Um, remember when Stevie Ray Vaughan got in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. I don't. I don't care. But I do care. I'm <laughs> but interested to know It wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. No, no. no I'm interested to know. It was oh, your last year. That was your last year. Also, I like Stevie Ray Vaughan. And who inducted him John was Mayer. John Mayer. I didn't yeah. know, okay. I know this now. I don't know that I uh, – maybe, uh, maybe I voted for him on the preliminary ballot. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. But uh, sometime thereafter, I – bumped into Chris Layton, who was the drummer for Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double, and Double Trouble. Trouble. So I said to him, hey, when the record came out, what did it say on the label? He said, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble. Like the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, really? Because the Jimi Hendrix Experience got it, got in. Noel and, and uh, uh, Mitch got Mitch in. Mitchell, yeah. Um, so I went back to the Hall of Fame. I said, you know, you're, you're very... Because they they announced it was going to be Stevie Just Ray Vaughan, Steve yeah. and I said you're inconsistent. This guy, they're on the label, they're on the first record that qualified, and they changed. They put they inducted him. That's so Chris, great. He never thanks me. I don't care. <laughs> and then more recently, they were going to induct the Moody Blues, who always had just like this wild fan base that was advocated for the Moody mm-hmm. Blues that we got. Petitions showed up and really? stuff like that. I, yeah. see, I'm very curious. I have, I have minor beef with the. I used to have major beef, and now it's very minor beef with the induction of the Moody Blues. No, I, I don't. I'm neither here nor there. Yeah, and you, but, were, you were gone. But they had a rabid <laughs> fan base. That, that yeah, was just huge, like, very organized mm-hmm. too. So, um, but you know, I wasn't even part of it anymore. No. But then I saw they weren't going to induct Denny Lane. Mm-hmm. And Denny Lane was the voice of Go Now, their first right. hit. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah, and, and he, he gave he, that sweet speech, too. Yeah, right? and then yeah. He, yes. we were talking about and, that he was in Wings after. Yes. Yeah, and there was no animus between Denny Lane and the guys. He just did something else. He, yeah. And um, and he would want to be a blues singer, and they wanted to be, that's why they call the Mooney Blues, and they went into this sort Psychedelic, of phantasmagorical stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I sort of tub-thumped. For you know, like you, you, why would you leave him out? He's on the first. He just he didn't come in, mm-hmm. you know, on record fifteen. Yeah, and then they, he got in. They did. Which I remember he, that he had every. He should have been because in. it when they initially announced just the nominees, and they said, "Oh, it's a clerical error." Sure, nah. oh, <laughs> it was Bob showing up because they no, also. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm probably not the only person who pointed that out, yeah. but I thought, well, that's wrong because they did not. That also this year they did not include initially. The current bass player for Bon Jovi, who is alleged to have been the real bass player of all the recordings, but he doesn't have the look. This guy Hugh, <laughs> oh, Hugh McDonald, who hair. played, who was originally their bass player, and then they're like, "Hey, this is kind of an older guy. He doesn't look like Bon Jovi. Let's get this guy Alec in here, and he'll be the bass player." But apparently, he played on all the records. No insight into that. But there's a lot of there's a lot of inconsistencies just with who gets in in the band. Like you know, I know. Like, how do you define funkadelic? Yeah, that's amazing. And they, I had a, f- a friend who worked for Clinton, George Clinton, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. and uh, 
they, they consulted with them and they're like, who do you think really should be in who's on the most important records and so on. So. Yeah. So that is something then that there's like wiggle room. It's really interesting to me that there's like wiggle room mm-hmm. with like really after is, the yeah. fact, once it's been announced, they can be like, you know what? Yeah. And it seems the bands have and also don't have necessarily control because I know the guys in Kiss wanted more than just the original four mm-hmm. and were essentially told no. There are four different types of face paints. That's all there's going to be. Yeah, you you're inducting the cat, the cat. and the spaceman. Yeah, and, that's it. and yeah, and I think I can't even think of the other. Two. Yeah, I know. Uh, Star I, Child. The star. Oh, the star is different than the spaceman. Yes, oh. Star Child is Paul Stanley. Uh, Ace Freely <laughs> is whatever you just said. Spaceman. Back in a New York group. The cat is Peter. Cover by the way. I like that song though. Yeah, <laughs> right. The original of that. Who originally who's wrote? It? Who's the original? Back in a New York group. It was on Bell. In the UK, I can't do it. Mud? Uh, no. Uh, was it Derringer? Am I coming? No, up? That, but Russ Ballard. That's who it was. Russ Ballard wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, but the and then the band Hello. 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 Yeah, well, that's kind of a you know yeah. studio confection as right. far as I know. I don't know who that um, is at all, but I do like the <laughs> Ace Freely back in the New Yorker. But I guess there was the, there had been a drummer after Peter Chris who had played on a lot of successful records with hits and was not included. Yeah. And then there were, you know, there were a bunch of drummers also, for Pearl Jam. it doesn't cost them anything to induct one other drummer. To, Just do it. Yeah, Just do it. It's yeah, it's strange. I, I'm 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 all for everyone just, Well, by the same Just induct token. them all. Mhm. There's still a Drifters running around. A band uh, you know, a vocal that, group that calls <laughs> themselves. Someone owns the name. It's drifters, uh-huh. drifters. And then, you know, Yeah. They can cast it, so to yes. speak. Well, come on. You're not, yeah. The dude <laughs> yeah. who joined the Drifters three years ago no, does not yeah, get it back so. No. Um, I'm not crazy. Of I, course. But I'm very loose with the inductions. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, because Pearl Jam has had a bunch of drummers, and they did not, they inducted the most recent one, and the very first one who was on the first album, but then they did not acknowledge the guy who was on two and three, which that was kind of at the height of their powers. It's a it's a weird system and it's unclear. See if who's all in these charge. bands could be like ZZ Top, and just keep the same three guys yeah. for forty eight years. Yeah, no, no lineup dispute. changes. Nothing. Are ZZ right. Top in the Rock and Roll? Yeah, oh, yeah. And that was, were I they, believe, I was is there. This a Bob, is this 2004, a Bob special? Two thousand four, and they were inducted by Keith. And I got I got in touch with Keith's manager and said, "How about it?" And it worked. Oh, that's cool. So you that that's also cool to know too. How that that like you can have that they can help find the person who inducted them. I had to clear it first. Like Mm -hmm. if Keith were to do this, would you want it? Like who's going to say no to that? But I remember when Howlin' Wolf got in, um, they asked ZZ Top to induct Howlin' Wolf. Mm -hmm. ZZ Top wasn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was far too soon. And then we became friendly with. Um, his widow and his daughter. It was great. And his widow got to go to a ZZ Top show in in Chicago. It was yeah. like a happy family. That's really like cool. That. It's nice when, like, when, when the politics aren't so just obviously politics, when yeah. it becomes, like, friendships, relationships, and things like yeah. that. When uh, Wilson Pickett was inducted, he was inducted by Bobby Brown. Who it was very clear to me had no idea who Wilson Pickett was. Oh my God! And he kind of winged it, and it was dumber than dirt. <laughs> and uh, and happily, I guess you could say Wilson Pickett wasn't there. Yeah, he was alive, but he didn't come. And was he's that big, a he got grab, lost? Was that like a grab for um, like 
uh, current well, attention. Sure, you, you want know. star power. Yeah. So, and it should it should make linear sense. Like having uh, ZZ Top and Duck Talon Wolf. Like, okay, we are children of the blues. Yeah. We respect this mm-hmm. man and his legacy. Yeah. It makes sense, you know. Um, it's not just well, let's get the we'll star get... of a quiz show who's yeah. you know. I don't know why I said quiz show, but somebody. <laughs> I don't think, no. I'm like, did Bobby Brown have a quiz show? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, no, I feel like that's like sometimes they nail it on who inducts who. And then sometimes it's just like, huh? why, why? <laughs> mm-hmm. And how, and so who has the power to pick that? Like who, who does that? Well, you should talk to Steve Miller about that. I don't. We were whoa. just talking to uh, in our Comedian last Jimmy episode. Pardo about because he was at that he was at that ceremony talking yeah. about how the Black Keys really uh, didn't seem to give a shit, and Steve Miller was pretty pissed, rightly so. And apparently, they gave just the worst induction speech that they and... were like Wikipedia told us that Steve Miller. Was oh, not cool! Why would they pick yeah. that? Yeah. Well, that's what we were trying the, to figure we, yeah, out. We're trying to figure I out. don't see the congruency there at all. No, we were thinking that it was just like a. Here's what is considered a more, you know, contemporary popular band that we could get. I mean, I like them both, but I don't see the relationship. Yeah. 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 You don't think who's influenced by Steve Miller? Got to be the Black Peas. Black Peas. The Black Peas. The the Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas, the Black Crows. And the Counting Crows. And the Counting Crows and the Black Keys and boy, that could be a complete and Alicia Keys and this this uh, is a new podcast, right? The the keys, the keys, and the crows. (laughs) Uh, So, okay, you you mentioned the Marvelettes, yes, Uh, from Inkster, Michigan. I did my homework. First number one record on Motown, Uh, but did they ever get in? Actually, they were they were on uh, they were on Gordy. They were on the sub. Sub-label, okay. but from the Motown group. Uh, but they, they made the ballot twice, yeah. late, 2013 and 2015. Yeah, oh, wow. And they are, you know, Please Mr. Postman was yeah. 1961. Like, you ever hear the Beatles version? It's it's great. It's yeah. inspired. Mm-hmm. And, and Well, and Please Mr. Postman is just a classic song. Oh, That's yeah. just You a... know what the follow-up was? What was that? Twistin' Postman. No, yes. it wasn't. Yes. Whatever wow. works. Whatever. Wow. And, it, and it's they, great, too. They, yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's is really, it just the same song, but they're saying no. twist? No, it's a totally different tempo. Man. You can twist to it. It's faster. It's great. Uh, yeah, so they, they made the battle a the few times. The Postman. I, lo- I just, I'm trying to, I just love imagining it. Um any anybody else? So you use Easy Top. You went to went to bat for successfully. Yeah, but I, I, it wasn't tough. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. People were ready People to were like, put them yeah. in. Yeah. This I, this nomination's got legs. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Take a bow. Uh, do you want to hear Twist and Postman? I have it. I, do. I have it pulled it's up. Gra- I really it's very do. good. I, want to put I it really there. do. Okay, yeah. let's hear it. So it doesn't does not sound like please Mr. Postman initially. No. That's such a great voice too. Yeah. Oh, you get a group too. Got a bop I like that. But I have the uh, I have the definitive collection for Wait, the Marvelous. Wait, is this Life. is she? Oh, oh, okay. He has a letter. I thought this she was going to be in love with the Twist and Postman. No, she just wants another letter. She's greedy with these letters. She wants a lot of letters from yeah. her lovers. This, this is pretty good. I like this. Yeah. That's got uh, a that's bop. I like that. That's cute. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, 
They've got Danger Heartbreak Dead Ahead. Great one. Somebody yeah. covered that. Did a great job on it. Too Many Fish in the Sea. Don't, Don't Mess, mess with, with Bill. Bill. Phenomenal. Don't cool. Mess with Bill is such a great yeah. song. So anyway, oh, get those Marvelettes. In I there. worry you know they're going to get they're, they're going to get, get swept singles. away yeah, in, be, the, in the no, but if they have time. a multiplicity of they singles, you can't just do one. Put it's, the Marvelettes in. Yes, put yeah. also, I mean, if you're scraping the bottom of the barrel with the classic rock guys. Go back. Go back. To soul. Get, I, I, absolutely. They you really know. are. We're done. Let's put the Marvelettes in before Foreigner, okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to be that's going to be a close race. <laughs> my god. Now, you know what? Now I've got now I'm going to add them to my cadre of women that I want to be <laughs> added mm-hmm. to the Rock that and Roll. That would be great. Okay. Yeah. Did anyone has, can you tell me has anybody ever in your time there suggested Pat Benatar in a meeting? No. <sighs> Do you have it in your memory of maybe the weirdest name or Biggest long yes. shot. Someone yeah. someone suggested Judy Collins. I said, listen. I don't broad- know who that is. We'll broadly define rock and roll, but you know, she's a, just a pure folk singer. Yeah. Judy Con- but don't you – did uh, um, Joan Baez? Joan Baez. She did, yeah. But she's in. Uh, you know, hey, she's purely uh, a folk singer. Is uh, Joni Mitchell in? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, but she's not just a folk she, singer. Okay, she's not just a folk singer, but no. one could say she was a folk singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> sure. No, I mean, I thought Judy Collins was like a stretch. I really, I don't like, know who that is. I really like Judy Collins. Mm-hmm. She I, is the she Judy, is, Judy Blue Eyes. Judy Blue Sweet Eyes. Judy Blue Eyes. She, she is, is Judy Blue Eyes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She and Stephen Stills oh. were at once. She's the first person to have recorded a Leonard Cohen song. Other than Leonard Cohen. I was like, I don't know. It could have been a songwriter for yeah. Okay, Judy Collins. That is interesting. Never made the. Never made the. No, I mean, I. It seems like a reach. The, the thing about it is, is we get to this point where it's like, like folk singers, for example. So if you're going to put in folk singers, you're going to put in Joan Baez, and you're going to put in Joni Mitchell for sure. And then beyond that, then we're kind of like getting to the next tier of, of like familiarity, popularity, influence or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of happens in all the categories. But in some categories, we're willing to go deeper into like what's happening, you know, like like for like rock bands from the early 70s, late 60s that are made up of all white dudes. We're willing to, you know, go five tiers deep into that but like folk singers well you get two you know like right it it just seems yeah. like well, Leonard di- Cohn got in oh didn't he, did. he yes he did yeah, yeah. He did. so okay eventually he but wasn't, I get, I he wasn't just, particularly rocking <laughs> no it's and I then mean he, his as a human he was yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah it's hard to the Leonard Cohen year is an interesting year because there were nine names on the ballot Meaning the majority of the names on the ballot were going to get inducted. Uh-huh. How many people got in that five, year? Right? Five. Five. So five out of nine. It's just, that seems like it's one. More, it's more like an election of who's not going to get yeah. in. Yeah. Right. Who got dissed that year? Oh, a lot of uh, black artists, as cool. you can imagine. So like Donna Summer, Africa Bambata, um, I think maybe Sheik. I mean, Sheik got the shaft yeah. every uh, and now now they'll never get in because Nile Rodgers They put Nile Rodgers in as the musical excellence. Yeah, and then the Beastie Boys. So genre um But the Beastie Boys eventually got mm-hmm, in, didn't they? They did, but it took about 4 years. Uh and then that that year was Dave Clark 5, John Mellencamp, Leonard Cohen, The Ventures and Madonna. I represented uh, John Mellencamp too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just I, remember. John Mellencamp in my opinion is the Bruce Springsteen of the Midwest. 
<laughs> I say that well, as someone from Illinois. By the way, that's, <laughs> not, ori- that's not original. And oh, he really? Hates, he hates that. He hates that? Oh, yeah. Well, Do to people be com- say that? Because he doesn't want to be compared to Bruce but Springsteen. I he wants to be mean, his own person. Of course he does, but I just mean that as far as, like, he's our guy who represents the working, our, class. The working class of our part of the country. But that's he, want, what he I wants mean. you to say he wants Bruce to say Springsteen, Springsteen is the East Coast John Mellencamp. Without a doubt. Hell no. I'm familiar with a guy. You I'll say his name. It won't make any difference. Michel Pagliaro, the Bruce Springsteen of French Canada. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He sounds like a clown. He's I was going to It sounds <laughs> like Pagliacci. 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 Yeah, exactly. yeah. Pagliacci. But it's, his nom de disque is Pag, P-A-G. Pag. Okay. And he's the John Mellencamp or the Bruce Springsteen of French, French Canada. Of French Canada. Yeah. He's great. That's great. That's so funny. I, I, lo- I like knowing that that would piss uh, John Mellencamp off. I mean, he has to live with it. What big yeah. deal. But. You know, it's like why? Do, why does he have to be defined by somebody else? Well, he he doesn't have to. I just think about just it easy. because I feel like he's our guy. Because <laughs> I'm from cut. the Midwest. Where are you like, from? I'm from Chicago. I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. Keep more specific. I'm from Crest Hill. It's near Joliet, the southwest suburbs. You know where Countryside is? I do. All right, that, that's enough of that. Okay, yeah, yeah well, you, you got your yeah. reference in. But like, I just feel I always felt like. You know, Bellencamp was our guy, and like he wasn't as cool, and he wasn't, you know, but he was. But isn't our that guy. the Midwest? You know, and ain't that Not America? As cool and you know, <laughs> you and me. <laughs> I just—he was our guy, and my parents had a strong affinity for John Mellencamp when I was growing up, and so he, we listened to way more Mellencamp in my house than Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Not that, a cool admission, that, but that, it's the truth. That proves it. I don't know what it proves. But it proves <laughs> it something. It does prove it. Uh, uh, with Mellencamp being a, uh, was that someone you went to bat for, or just so happened like he, he got I in? I did, and were... I did, but I was, you know, there were plenty of other advocates. Mm-hmm. It, people were. It was his time. People were ready yeah. for him. How long did it take? Was he nominated? But was he first FYN? No, no. Uh, he was on the ballot three times. He was eligible from the 2002 ceremony. He was nominated 2004, 2006, and then 2008. Oh wow! It was like so every it took other him a year while. kind of thing. But yeah, he finally got in. That's right, good. So. Yeah, remember I think... when like. He wasn't even on the ballot. I thought, this is a tough one. Yeah. And then he showed up and he got in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, it sometimes seems hopeless, but it, sometimes it just takes some time Yeah, it sure for is. these fellas. <laughs> <laughs> for these guys. And to be clear, they are fellas. Oh. Most of the mostly, time, they mostly. are fellas. Uh, and I, were you ever on any of the uh, committees that selected the non-ballot inductees? Like the early influence or non-performer, uh, I was I was on a committee called Pioneers, early R and B and Pioneers. But we were supposed to develop suggestions mm-hmm. among a group of us that we w- might not have done individually. I remember we came up with Brooke Benton one year. Okay, and I'm not sure if the Marvelettes was come came out of that. So it was like there was a concordance, and the agreement was we agreed in this subcommittee that you. You're going to support this, you yeah. know, among however many <laughs> we are. You guys all like you formed a little voting block. Yeah, but it was it was it was okay. It was sanctioned mm-hmm. because like why are you on the subcommittee? Come up with somebody and then abandon him or her. You know. Yeah, of course. So yeah. Uh, wh- so what does that mean if you're on a subcommittee? Are you showing up a day before? Or are you just it, just during on, lunch on the phone? Just emails or, oh, okay, and okay. So it's a phone call. I mean, I was on the phone. I'm just, some of the New York based people. Maybe got together. Yeah. Uh, any any they plug me in. I missed the deli. Uh. Yeah. Any involvement in the sidemen category or the musical excellence category? No, that you can recall. No. Okay. Uh, 
wasn't me. Too bad. I didn't do it. I think you would have had a lot of great things to say. (laughs) I probably would have. Why don't we talk about the artist that you had chosen, who's not in the hall, to talk about, and that is Leslie Gore. That's right, Leslie Gore. Now, someone you went to bat, you tried to go to bat for? Yes, I went to bat for her more than once. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I made my pitch, I said, you know, know, I gave you whatever, a chapter and verse about why she merits consideration. And I said, uh, and you know, her first bunch of records, her first hits were produced by Quincy Jones. That's right. Just like Michael Jackson. <laughs> and a learned guy came up to me afterwards. I mean, a big deal guy, very big deal guy. He said, I never knew that. I never would have known that. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Now, it didn't help Leslie Cork no, get, right. but, get in. But, you know, you maybe I somebody. swayed him or uh-huh. gave him a reason that she should be thought of as a credible artist. Because I think there's a prejudice against people who have these kind of poppy hits. Mm-hmm. And she was thought to be, you know, teen fluff. Yeah. And uh, my contention was, so what? You know, Elvis yeah. was teen fluff mm-hmm. in a way. But, you know, not to compare Leslie Gore to Elvis. She was, she did great. She had big records while still in her teens. Mm-hmm. And is a great singer. That's the main thing. That yeah. not only a uh, you know a multiplicity of significant hits, she's a great vocalist. And if you ever saw the Tammy Show, you know what I'm talking about. The Tammy Show. T A M I Teenage Music International, starring James Brown, the Rolling Stones, the Beach Boys. Um, uh, was this the a, Miracles? Was this a concert? This was a concert hosted by Jan and Dean that mm-hmm. turned Whoa. into a movie. And they okay. filmed it live and not lip synced with a big, big backing band that was basically the wrecking crew, Leon Russell on piano. Mm-hmm. And um, it was conducted by Phil Spector. Okay. Um, and it took place, I think, in 64 or, 64 or 65. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jan and Dean were the hosts. I said that already. And uh, had every big act they could find. And James Brown was incredible. There's a whole imbroglio between, uh, I mean, people talk about, did did um, Jagger feel threatened by James Brown because of the dance moves? And Whoa. the reality was they, they were on two they separate would, They planets. would unload the audience and load them in again because it took, took like days to sure. do it. So I don't think they witnessed each other's respective performances. Oh, wow. But here's the point about Leslie Gore. Please. She has... No one has more songs than she does in the film. And I would argue no one's a better singer. And I'm talking about the Supremes were there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jagger, I mentioned, James Brown, Smokey. I mean, they're great. All these people are great singers. She's really a forceful. I mean, all you've got to do is go look at it. And it's phenomenal. She's She's really, really the embodiment of rock and roll you, at that time. Were you ever able to like bring in a clip from this or anything no, like that to no. show? I just talked about it, and, mm-hmm. you know. And I think the bulk of the people there had seen the Tammy or knew were aware knew of the Tammy. Okay. It's a legendary thing. You mm-hmm. can it's on DVD, and I'm sure big pieces of it are on YouTube. It's, yeah, it's definitely worth uh, seeing, and. Um, because when you said the Tammy show, that to me sounds like... The Donna Reed show. That's yeah. what I thought. Oh, see, to me, the Tammy show sounds like someone's one-woman sketch show. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. All right, this right. is my character, Tammy, that right, I do. Right. I'm a single mother, Which, and I... You know what I believe mean? Believe like Melissa, Melissa of... McCarthy did do that. 
Oh my God! Yeah, she had a movie called called Tammy. Tammy. Anyway, T A M I, -I, and I just looked up the list of performers: Beach Boys, Chuck Berry, James Brown, Marvin Gaye, Leslie Gore, Janet Dean, uh, Smokey Robinson, Supremes, Rolling Stones, and then yeah, you got the Wrecking Crew uh, with Hal Blaine and Tommy Tedesco and Glenn Campbell and Leon Russell and all those guys. So the Beatles weren't there, but that's about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um. This is everybody. And, and, also, and she was among them. And in that list, How many it's women? like every... The Supremes and Leslie. And right? Leslie. And also, yeah. on that list, who's not in the hall? Well, I to be fair, I didn't mention the Barbarians, who I don't know who that is, <laughs> uh, Jerry and the Pacemakers, uh, Billy J. Kramer and the Dakotas. Those were the well, only people... British invasion people, except mm-hmm. the Barbarians, were from Cape Cod, and the drummer had a hook. He, Whoa! He lost his hand, and he had a hook, and he... Set the drumstick in there, and and their big hit. Their big hit was Pirate "Are You Rock a Boy Falcon. or Are You a Girl?" Ooh. and it's great. It's absolutely great. And this is the Barbarians. Barbarians. They had okay. one hit, and it's it's really good. When I was in college, I I booked them, and they were the opening act for the Birds. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's when you said the drummer had a hook. I thought you meant. Like, I thought it meant his like hook he, was like yeah, yeah. he would he would turn around no, and had, play he behind lost his, back. his hand. Okay, he literally had like I Captain thought he Hook. Could just really play a hook, like play the hook on a song. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought too. He, and he was a singing drummer. Whoa, oh, interesting. So okay, Dave that's... Clark, despite having you know marquee uh, presence, the Dave Clark Five mm-hmm. was not a singer. Right, Mike Smith. Wow. Was. Uh, well, let's. So the hall does not publicly announce any sort of criteria. No. The, so I, I said, well, she broke ground that had never been broken before, mm-hmm. and you don't own me. She didn't write it, you know. I'm, that's the way it goes. She didn't write it. But what a message of uh, maybe I bet I, I bet I could pull it off now because of me too, but it's too late. I'm not there anymore. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, a, it's a really important song. It was yeah. used in, um, wasn't it used in uh, Big Little Lies? I do believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and it was like it was a relevant very important to the plot. moment yeah. in the in the movie. I believe it was used. Yeah, or it was, movie. It was a TV show, but mm-hmm. it felt like a six hour movie. Right. It's a feminist anthem. Yeah, you don't yeah. Know it's a and, great song. And the story of how she got it was the songwriters wanted to wanted her to know we wrote this song for you. They drove up to. I think it was Grossinger's up in the Catskills where she was performing, found her poolside and played it for her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, that's the lore. I, mm-hmm. you know. That's so cool. Who's to say? I, got, I met Leslie twice in life. Um, once at some event for women in the music industry in New York, a friend of mine said, I'm going to this thing tonight. You want to go? Like, okay. Hey, Leslie Gore's here. Oh, three times. I got uh, the third. I'll give you laugh. Then she played at the uh, Palm Springs Follies, where, you know, they have superannuated stars do their hits. With, <laughs> what uh, an excellent use and, of the term. And she uh, and I went out to dinner with her. She's nice as pie. Great. Mm-hmm. But the first time I met her was probably a 19... I didn't really get to talk to her. It was probably a 1966 or 67. I went to Sarah Lawrence College mm-hmm. to meet girls. Because sure. I went to Columbia University. Uh-huh. Columbia was all male. Well, we had Barnard College across the street. But still, went there, and all the girls had hair like Mary Travers. Parted in the middle, like ironed hair. Uh-huh. Except for Leslie Gore, whose hair flipped. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? She didn't. What, one of these things is not like the others, you know, yeah. and it was Leslie. But, you know, she was, uh, I think she was an English lit major. 
She, I mean, really accomplished mm-hmm. person. Yeah. So, it, and so much cool. of it at such a young age. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, Joe has created his own categories based on what he thinks the like it takes to get into the hall. Based on yeah, what, based what on we years see of, of looking at it, <laughs> thinking about it, wondering, yeah. ruminating, rolling over in his head, what could it be that gets a band so or this is like an anthropology art, artist into? Yes. I, the and thing. I think it's a, it's a pretty decent uh, list. He has broken um, it down. So the the first criteria is critical acclaim. So what we're going to do is go through the criteria and evaluate Leslie based on this. Oh, okay, sure. So critical acclaim. Um, well, there there wasn't rock criticism. Right, didn't exist she kind of predates in, in, predates it, rock criticism. Absolutely does. And I think maybe after the fact, she then she would be slagged off like oh, like one of those Leslie Gore types. Yeah, unfortunately you know. dismissed right. as you know maybe bubblegum or yeah. Or, you uh-huh. know, it is Not hard when you artist. have a song called Sunshine, Lollipops, Rainbows. like Written by Marvin Hamlet. It's, I mean, it's a great song, but it is the definition of what you're talking I about mean, with, like, you know, like teenage pop music, yeah. like teeny pop music. If, if you don't call that uh, type of music bubblegum, you could call yeah. it lollipop. Exactly. Well, you know, so it, 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 it conjures. <laughs> Not forgetting My Boy Lollipop by Millie Small. I would never forget that song. I've definitely Biggest heard Biggest sky hit ever. <laughs> What? Huh? Predates reggae. First first Jamaican record to have a giant impact in the United States. What was it called? called? My Boy Lollipop. My Boy Lollipop. First record that Island Records, licensed to Mercury in this country, ever had a significant hit with. That's the label of Bob Marley and Traffic. And Millie, Millie, Millie Small. Small. Do, we want, do you want to take a listen to My yeah, Boy Lollipop? I, I gotta, do. I want to hear, hear a heartbeat of it. Oh, yeah. I've heard this song. Yeah. I also got into ska music quite a bit when I was in high school and college. Yeah, and it's 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 off the it's beat got the way. Yeah. Ska ska it. It. Yeah. it has the blue beat. Right. And when was this? Uh, uh, 64, maybe? That's what it looks like. It's a cover, by the way. There's an American R&B version of, I mean, the, the original version, which is not good. <laughs> I, I, I don't know the name of the What's artist. funny is because that also kind of has that, like, it also sounds like that other song. Lollipop, lollipop, oh, lollipop. Yeah, it does. It sounds, got that there's kind a of whole, thing. turns out there's a whole genre of lollipop well, songs. Lollipop you, songs. You, you brought it on here. Bring, there aren't that many songs about bubblegum. You can't talk about, about lollipop gum. songs without There aren't that many that songs about bubblegum, but there sure are a lot of songs about lollipops. Uh, up into and in, including uh, Lil Wayne. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so critical acclaim uh, she's not scoring a ton of points in that no, but no. not necessarily her fault uh, classic albums no because she lived, lived in the era of singles. singles yeah she's definitely more yeah. of a singles artist there's no album that I think there's you'd no say there's no definitive Leslie Gore album no I mean, the closest the, get the hits you know. closest is probably uh, Leslie Gore sings of mixed up hearts of if you were to pick one but I don't think she has that uh yeah. Okay, iconic songs. This is where I, mean, I think she she does her her smokes. work. We're uh, looking at some some, giants, some bangers, some it, monsters. It, I mean, it's my it's party. my party is as is as iconic. It's an it archetype, is. whether you like it or not. It's an yeah. archetype. And then you don't own me. We discussed. You don't mm-hmm. own me. And an uh, amazing song. My favorite of all is um, the one I can't think. of. Maybe I know. Yes, maybe I know. Maybe That's I the know. One I How think does that go? So I, I'll. We'll, That's we'll the best it. of all songs. It's yeah. It's this is really great. Written by uh, 
Jeff Barry and Ellie Oh, it's got. This is a great song. And, and while good, I don't know that I would necessarily yeah. put it in the I don't category. Think it's an iconic, though. Just, just for the fault of, uh, you know, it's not not that known. Yeah, I like it. No, yeah. I, I, I will freely admit that in that era, I didn't know the song. I found out about it after the fact. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously, I'm, I'm trying to find out how it went to 14 on the Billboard charts in '64. And mm-hmm. by then, I was probably too cool for it. That's too bad. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would say of Iconic, it's my party. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then maybe... I don't, then You don't own me. It's important. You don't yeah. own me. It was and even important in that, in that mm-hmm. era. Yeah, it went to number two in 64. Uh, uh, and then if we go to the subcategory of recognizable songs, we get the Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... It's really those two, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to make the case. I think I, in particular, like the song California Nights quite a bit. I, uh, I don't know that, that certainly... Somebody important wrote that. ...recognizable, but uh, I'll, I'll pull that up. Play we'll listen to it. Uh, let me see what Cal- California Nights was... Uh, who it was written by. Oh, Hamlish again. Yeah, yeah Marvin Hamlish and Howard Liebling. Uh, and this was kind of her last this was her last song to hit the top 20 oh this has a nice in 1967 yeah. uh, and she had songs that charted um, but really and she, and she had a reunion with Quincy Jones too is that right? yeah she made an album with Quincy Jones in the 70s or 80s and one uh, it's not her career I mean it's not her recording career but she then so she didn't write a lot of these songs that she recorded. Her brother wrote Fame. And she wrote a song for Fame. Yeah. For the Fame soundtrack. Oh, Fame, the song for the movie. They So she they wrote, wrote Out Here fame, on My I'm Own. I'm Gonna Live Forever. Yes. Yeah. So she was nominated for an Academy Award for writing Out Here on My Own, which if you, I don't know if you know that one. Uh-uh. We can throw that on Is that as well. also from Fame? That's, yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. So she, she and her brother, her brother was writing Michael songs. Gore. So this is Irene Cara. Oh. So Michael brought in his sister, Leslie, to write some songs for the soundtrack, and they were both nominated. Michael for uh, the song Fame, I'm Gonna Live Forever, and mm-hmm. then she was nominated for this, and then he won. Uh, but this was a hit, and this yeah. was in the early 80s. Yes. Oh, I mean, I've seen the movie Fame. I went to theater school. <laughs> right, of course. See, it's a requirement. Yeah, then. yeah you don't have uh, to worry about me. Uh-huh. I'm familiar. So she's got she's got uh, a few iconic songs and then a recognizable a few more after that. Uh, it's kind of on the weight of those those two big. I mean, ones. I think it's the same uh, conundrum that uh, the idea of Gene Pitney mm-hmm. gave us. Yeah. Um, maybe I don't know. Gene Pitney might have had more chart records. I don't know, but you know they had equivalent impact in their within the time of their streak right. of hits. Mm-hmm. And when it's that early. Having just a few songs is more impactful, obviously, at in the na- in the kind of early stages where rock and roll is and music is you kind of can't do anything without yeah. being influential. And if you do something that important and that good that early, it's the the ripples are going to be uh, many. You know the uh, the the pop stuff that Tracy Ullman does. 
like I'm getting I'm like a, a I mean I know who, I obviously yeah. know who I mean, Tracy, I know who Tracy yeah. Allman and she is. had a recording and, career. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tracy I'm getting Allman the blankest stares yes. here, but it took me a second. But I know yes. I had to it has like, a lot to do what? with Leslie Gore, even even if Tracy Allman wouldn't acknowledge it, but mm-hmm. it, con, con, in concept it, they do. Right. Yeah, because Tracy Allman I think had a number one. They, they, it's in called the they, UK. Don't, they don't know they don't care or something. Yeah, she's at the theme song for her brilliant tv show mm-hmm. yeah they don't they know. don't know about us they don't know yeah it, that's very much in the leslie gore mode right um you know and i think it's intentional it's sort of a de facto tribute yeah i just thought of that right now hey you still got it <laughs> <laughs> uh and then let's talk about uh commercial success so she was um it's it's hard back then to figure out you know record sales in the 60s uh it's not the information isn't as widely available as it would be, but the uh, she was, you know, it's my party was a number one hit. Uh, the follow up song Judy's turn to cry, Judy's turn to cry was number five. She's a fool was number five. You don't owe me was number two. So in the first you know few years, a lot of the songs she was putting out. That's the way boys are was number twelve. She wasn't breaking the bank, you know, but. The, she was putting out she songs. She was a power, and she was a power in, in concert, too. She did a lot of the Murray the K shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She could hold her own live, yeah. but the whole touring thing didn't exist the way it right. did thereafter. Yeah. She had to you wait know, for the Tammy You just go, and go on one of these, you know, caravan of stars and sing three songs and that kind yeah. of thing. It wasn't, people didn't buy a ticket yeah. to see Leslie Gore the way yeah. they buy a ticket to see the Rolling Stones now. And people mm-hmm. were also, they wanted to hear three songs from people. They weren't listening because it wasn't the full album culture or was singles. Yeah, like I mean, it's like, it, would, it would be difficult to flesh out a, an hour show yeah. with, you know, what we, you'd have to end up doing standards and who mm-hmm. cares. Uh, she was also on Batman. That's right. She was Leslie Batgirl. Was, She's Batgirl. Wait, she, was, she was a, uh, she was part of Catwoman's like uh, crew. And then she like sang her, a song. Pussy yeah, kind of. It was, what, a cat. was it, she wasn't Batgirl. From what I from when I was looking looking up some research, uh, I believe she was. Let's see if she I can find it. She worked for Catwoman. She worked for who was Julie Henchman. Newmar. There were yeah. two Catwomen. Oh, so she performed. Eartha Kitt was a Catwoman. Yes, she, I do remember. Eartha she performed Kitt on two consecutive episodes. She guest starred as Pussycat, one of Catwoman's minions. Oh, okay. Uh, uh-huh. She lip synced to California Nights, which we heard earlier. Uh, and she and maybe now she lip synced too. Uh, as Pussycat? Maybe mm-hmm. I know. Maybe now. Maybe now. I don't Which know. I don't, I don't know the one either. I'll have to go dig out uh, my Batman episode. Let me yeah. see. Yeah, well, right? I mean, okay. so she's like, is this. I'm just trying to imagine. I remember that like wild stuff like that would happen on TV shows back then. It would just yeah. be like they'd be in Catwoman's lair and then like one of Catwoman's just start singing. henchmen would sing. just be like, oh, I'm going to just stand and sing. Mm-hmm. Two full songs. <laughs> she was also in Ski Party with James Brown. It's is I, that right? James Brown was. I don't know why. Ski Party was a mo- a teen movie like the beach movies, okay, but with snow. But with snow. And, I just uh, thought that was. Just but like you a know, party it was a problem. I mean, see where you went with that. <laughs> but the problem with the <laughs> with ski lodge activity is no bikini, so yeah, less appeal. Yeah, you just got people in. But James Brown in in a gaudy knit sweater it's so good that sounds yeah up my alley. yeah I, I mean uh, do we want to listen to maybe now a song sure. that none of us had heard I just don't know it. uh let's hear and it. I, I when i looked it up it has a picture of leslie gore dressed as as pussycat with the ears oh. Ooh. Uh, composed by her and her brother michael gore 
We're, listen, we're not really listening to Leslie. We're listening to Pussycat. Let's keep in mind. Oh, yeah. That this is. She is a character in this one. She is a character. We have to. Also, she's like. Leslie was, uh, despite having portrayed that character, she she was a poodle person. She, oh. She had a poodle dog. Uh, next category I've got also is. her in this pink, this pussycat yeah. outfit. And she's just wearing a pink bodysuit. And with got a ears, pink, and that's about it. bow tie around her neck and just pink cat ears. It's like a precursor to just like sexy kitten Halloween costume. It's we very, have a winner. <laughs> wow. It's like really, it's adorable, it's actually. For you. I um, really enjoy it. The next category I have is longevity. I don't think Leslie gets very many points. Not in this. really. She kept trying, though. Yeah, she did. Definitely on the oldies circuit, ultimately. Yeah, the, the kind of height of her career was. Does that matter to the to the nomcom? Does that matter to you, to people on the nominating committee if they had longevity? Is that a thing that would be brought up? I think so. I mean, look, you know, Johnny Cash went forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it can I help. Think, uh, yeah, I think it. I think it helps a lot. Okay. You I mean, know. look at the ro- well. The Rolling Stones got in the minute they could get in. Yeah, so for it a matter that reasons. they kept going. Yeah. But you know, if if we're trying to think of artists who have, I mean, the aforementioned Moody Blues, I think a point in for them is that you know they had hits in the '60s and the '80s. Yeah. You know, and if you think about, uh, I mean, as much as we might want to roll our eyes at Bon Jovi. They had hits in the 80s and 90s and in the 2000s. And today, 80s, 90s, in and today. today yeah, they um, are well. a veritable light rock radio station's dream. And I think Aerosmith has a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why you might want to induct Aerosmith, but as well, they had hit, they had hits and songs on the radio mm-hmm. and they, were, were they seemed to stay Warren relevant <laughs> revival yeah. for 25 bump-up. years. So I think it can help if you know. Uh, and a dude and, looks like a lady. It's based on Are You a Boy or Are You a Girl by the Barbarians. Is it really, or well, is it I'm, just the I'm, same subject matter? I'm contending matter? that. <laughs> You're making because educated Aerosmith is from Massachusetts, and so okay. are the Barbarians. Oh. Right. So it's inconceivable that, they that Joe it. Perry wouldn't have been aware yeah. of that song. It's inconceivable that Joe Perry isn't the one who took the drummer's hand. <laughs> um, probably not. No, that is conceivable. Uh yeah, so and, and like in a band like Chicago that had been you know dismissed for so long, I think you, there has to be some sort of begrudging respect for how long. They were able yeah, to yeah, make hits. Yeah, absolutely true. You know, because they, you know, they don't check all those boxes. But it's like, come on, they go on forever. They had big Did hits. Did Earth, Wind, and Fire get in? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't take super long for them to get in. Uh, okay, and then the big category, and I think this is where Leslie gets a lot of points, is influence and innovation, uh, which we've talked about a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to imagine that L- Leslie's impact wasn't great. Uh, across pop and many female singers. Yep. And she was a great singer. I mean, she mm-hmm. just had a monumental talent. And, mm-hmm. you know, she was just dismissed as kind of, you know, girly stuff. I, I think there's yeah. a fair amount of sexism in there, too. Yeah. Uh, You're speaking my language, Bob. You <laughs> I'm here for it. You and me. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's true. Uh, I, I agree with you there. Uh, and then the the last category is Does My Mom Know? Who this is? Does your mom? Absolutely. I mean, my mom is like happens to be perfectly positioned to have been at just the right age to absolutely know a lot of Leslie Gore songs. Yeah, my mom definitely knows Leslie Gore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, my dad as well. I Plus, Leslie Girls from, Gore is from New Jersey, so there's the Springsteen. So is my mom. Yeah. Really? How do you know that? <laughs> She's from Tenafly. <laughs> my mom is from Hackensack. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
So, yeah. It's inconceivable that your mother that my, Yeah, that my mother never would have. No, she definitely knew. And, and when I mentioned that we were doing Leslie Gore, she was excited. You know, it's interesting oh. uh, that uh, when Leslie, you know, broke out, people knew a lot about her. That her father was this uh, in the Schmata business. He was in the bathing suit business. Okay. P- Peter Pan bathing suits. And they knew she was from Tenafly. And fans found her house Uh-oh. and would, like, just hang out there. You know, in the suburbs. Uh Wow. All right. So I think we're at the point where we give our verdict. Should she be inducted? Will she be inducted? Do I get a vote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if she will be inducted, when do we think it will happen? When do we think it will happen? Okay, here's – I go first on this one so that Joe's uh, opinion cannot influence me. Uh, uh, Here's a few things that I want to say. First of all, I really do – I think that – not enough of this category of performer from this era has been inducted. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that we need to get more. I just think that the breadth could be bigger. We've already scraped the barrel on the white guy bands from the 60s, 70s, and today. Like, we can, we can open the, uh, you know, female singers from uh, the, the early days of rock and roll. I think that there's definitely room for more of them. I'm here for Leslie Gore, so I say, yes, she deserves to be in there. Do I think she will be? I don't know. Now that Bob's off the nomcom, like, who's standing for her? Like, Magic I don't know. Magic 8-Ball says, doubtful. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, uh, you know, like, outcome unlikely. Ask again later. But I, uh, to me, I don't know who's going to, like, stand for her because... I can't... I, and also, I don't know if there's any women on... I don't know. Are there any women on the nomcom? Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like what's the um, yes. what's the breakdown? Like? Uh, maybe four. Are there four? One, two, four. Probably four. Four or five. Four or five. Out of Thirty yeah. plus. Okay. Yeah. Are there are there any? What's the racial breakdown? Is there any? How many of not the four? white people? No, of oh, everyone. Yeah, of the four, are any of them not white? Uh, of the four I women, I, I, you know, I've been there for several years. So yeah, I, it changes. It's coming you and know. going. There was one woman of color. Any any men of color? Yes, um, I know Questlove is on the nomcom, mm-hmm. but that's and with the his, only person. The I can thing think. in his hair, his pick. Yeah. He's well, his, his pick, pick gets a second, second vote. Does, does he get two votes because yes. of that? I does don't his know. pick get to nominate three people? Pitt, you know what, Questlove, <laughs> he's because he's so ec- ecumenical. He'd actually get why this is important. Mm-hmm. You know, he really would. He knows his history. And the Quincy Jones stuff would yeah. like get him. But yeah. I'm not there to pour sugar in his yeah. ear. Yeah, so. so that's what I mean. Somebody who's going to do it? Who's going to stand up for Leslie Gore? This is what makes me think she might be forgotten in the annals of history. Uh, yeah, because... and as the years go by, there's less possibility, yeah. I think. Unless you have some, you know, I, I think if it's going to happen, my place should be taken by a woman who makes the, makes the case. Who makes the case. Mm-hmm. Maybe more... Um, you know, uh, persuasively than I have made it. Obviously, I, I didn't make a good enough case. So. I mean, I think if you could have brought in the Tammy footage, maybe that's going to be... <laughs> someone needs to do some it's kind of show. Killer. Maybe, maybe that they just play the scene from uh, Big Little Lies and everyone is impacted mm-hmm. all over again. You know, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. So do I think she will get in? You know, I want to believe that, like, now, like Bob said, maybe he got replaced by somebody who... Um, will uh put will will stand for her i don't know though boy if she gets in i think it's going to take another swing back around where they start re-examining how many of these uh singers were overlooked i think we're looking at 10 plus years 
Wow. Okay. What a crummy thing. That's a bummer yeah. to me. All right, All right Bob. Bob. Does she deserve to get in? Absolutely, she deserves to get in. I've will she already get in? enumerated why that is the yes. case. He's been in the room uh, trying to make it happen. Will yeah. she get in? Will I, she get I in? I doubt it. I doubt it. I really do. Oh. I think that uh, I think they've moved on. Yeah. And um, I don't think there's anybody. To, I mean, Who's going to? Not only was back? I asked to leave the nominating committee, other people. You know, how you say of color. I'm going to yeah. say of age. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> were mm-hmm. uh, you know removed. Mm-hmm. So, so who's I don't going know. back into this? And also, then you don't have as many people who were directly impacted by right. her. Right. They'd as have well. to be like scholars, you know, maybe Quest level figure it out, but mm-hmm. I, I can't count on that. Um, I, I so you probably don't think she'll get in? Probably not. Wow. Okay. Um, I think she should get in. I don't know that she's going to get in. Uh, I, could see, I could see them putting her in the, in the singles category. Well, for though, which song? It's my party. Uh, oh. I don't think it's yeah, but you that that because you don't own me has more Importance gravitas. And, yeah, yeah, and that, it's true. you know, but you can't. Why would you put a lesser hit in? You know, yeah. Yeah. that's a, I mean, yeah. I was just gonna say there are some of the artists who were inducted in as the singles category last year had more than one song, but they were they were put in anyway. Well, in Percy Sledge's case, well. What am I saying? Percy Sledge didn't get he in. Didn't, he got he in on his own. But Chubby Checkers. It's got to be the twist. Even right. though he had other great records. Right, exactly. And Steppenwolf had songs other than Born to be Wild. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, I could see them throwing her in that category. I don't like it. I have a good Steppenwolf story. Please. Ooh. You know the song uh, For Ladies Only? I don't. By I don't. Well, I had a friend, record, fairly well-known record producer, who would hear it on the radio going into work and said, I understand this song for Lady Zolda. Who is Lady Zolda? <laughs> <laughs> Who is I, this? I, I, Lady, she I sounds exotic. Hoping, <laughs> I was hoping that your friend would hear it going in for work and would be like, I don't understand this song. It's like, well, it's for ladies only. That's why so you don't get it. It's not for you. It's not for you. Magic Carpet Ride. That's a good one. That's anyway. a great Magic song. Magic Carpet yeah. Ride rules. It's a classic. I love that song. Yeah. The it's, Pusher, Rockin' Me. There's a lot of, there's a lot of oh, good. Oh, Rockin' Me is a good song, They've got too. good songs. So the, yeah. I don't know. Magic Carpet Ride, I just think that song kicks ass so Yeah, it's, it starts off with such a, yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah. It also, there. that's, I, an ex of mine used to say you could tell if you were listening to oldies radio versus classic rock radio, whether they played. If they just the, went right into if they yeah if they I played like the dream, short yeah. version you're oh, listening to an oldie station if they tell. played the long version with the whole long guitar weird oh, breakdown in the middle you're listening to a classic rock station. Uh, that being said, Clark. I don't I don't think Steppen it's either put them in a singles you don't put them in at all. I don't know that Steppenwolf really deserves to be yeah. in as. But I think themselves. you could be right. That might be the way she gets in. Is yeah. Party. Um, I think potentially if there's more, if we find a, a world where there's more women on the nominating committee and are, are looking back to kind of right some wrongs, that's, I don't that know. Would, that, yeah, that would be a, an avenue to do it. But I doubt yeah. that'll happen. I don't uh, know. I, I have no influence. And the Marvelettes, you know, mm-hmm. just like now. And you now know what's really, really <laughs> what's really sad is Leslie passed away in 2015. Oh come on! And if she was gonna get, if she was gonna get that nominated, you would time. think right after she passed. Yeah. Bob, you were already gone. You had just missed. Boy, uh, and I, I, you know, I, 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 it was like a death for me too. <laughs> I felt terrible. I tried to recruit her to play the Ponderosa Stomp, which is where first generation rock and rollers are celebrated in New Orleans. Every 
other October. Mm-hmm. Like Ponderosa Freddy. Stomp? Yeah, I recommend it highly. This. It's the rockin- I've never been to New Orleans. It's the rockinest thing you could possibly well, let's do. Let's go. Okay. Ponderosa um, Stomp. And I called her. I said, We'll do some shows. You, they, they have a phenomenal backing band that, you know, mm-hmm. would learn the arrangements and do really, do record perfect versions. She said, Well, I'm having some problem with my back. So Aww. I don't think I can do it. And she was dead before the next Ponderosa stomp. She didn't want to tell me what was going on. Yeah, that's really too bad. And when, and when I nominated her, I didn't know her. I I knew you her. Got to know her after. I, the fact. I got to know her after. Yeah. Yeah. I think if she gets inducted, I don't know. I could see either. I could see the singles thing within the next five years, or I don't know, maybe fifteen to twenty. When we're does this help? She was gay. That I mean, it, it helps me, it but could. it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. help me at all. Really. But the songs aren't about that. Yeah. So, no. You know. Yeah. A lot of them are about boys. But I wonder if she could. I mean, just if she became like a latent gay icon or something, that could be kind to of awesome. An extent, yeah. I mean, that could. Like, if there was maybe a documentary made about her or something like that. Ooh, that's a great idea. You yeah. know, like let's that, do that. Let's that, do that. Let's okay, all go in. We need, know there's some footage. I the Batman Tammy. footage. Batman. Well, Tammy. Oh my God, come on. Her in that fucking like. Pink kitty cat <laughs> yeah. outfit. That's your cover That's the, right there. And there's plenty like, of people who could talk about it. If she became like oh a queer God. feminist icon, like a um, like a gay icon, then then that could like bring her back into the popular mm-hmm. sphere. The way, yeah, potentially the Nina Simone documentary. Kind of documentary. the way the Nina Simone documentary did and stuff, mm-hmm. and hopefully the way the Whitney Houston documentary will. I I I've suddenly I'm very. Uh, I'm super psyched now about the idea of a Leslie Gore documentary. I think that'd be yes, great. Yes, yeah. there's so a lot, lot there. to talk there really about. Because I really there. think then you could that could that could help her out. All right. If, uh, if any, any if film producers are listening, listening we'd be helpful. Yeah, we'll, that'd be good. That would be the way to get her in. Mm-hmm. I think would be to just become a resurgence, and then also to kind of like. Yeah, explore her life as like a, a star who was gay, and then singing these love songs. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that'd and be I, I read something where she said it, it wasn't. She didn't really deal with it much. Then when she was twenty, right. she, she realized, well, that's this is what I'm going to mm-hmm. go for. Yeah, you know, it um, wasn't like a big crisis for her. Yeah. So let's say she does get inducted. Let's say there's a documentary. Yeah, the public gets excited. Who inducts again. her? Who inducts yeah. her? Oh I, man! I think if it's happening right, if it happens like Today. you know this year, Quincy Jones. I mean, his first hit was "It's My Party." Yeah, I'm. I'm certainly not against. I it. think that's. But a, you try to find. A contemporary yeah. uh, analog to her. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know who is. I thought of Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga from New not Jersey. Yeah. From New Jersey, Jersey yeah. girl, uh, and also someone who could do a tribute performance in addition and, to. And she could do yes. it note perfect. It, I think could I think be Gaga. Tegan and Sarah. Oh, that's another one too. Yeah. Oh, as also if she became a lesbian icon, icon as yeah. well. And I know they have come out. Uh, to their it, during their concerts, they've come out to I'm Sunshine like they, Lollipops they and really, Rainbows. really. I've heard that they oh. at the beginning of I forget what tour. It so was. they know. So they know. Maybe I know. They and if, know. And if you listen to Tegan and Sarah, they could sing those songs. Oh, They're in the great. right pitch. That would be great, you guys. Let's make this happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it seems like all the we have the building blocks. It could <laughs> right. we could make this, but I, we'll I think. Get, We'll circle back and make yeah. this happen uh, uh, next we can week. Get, I just I don't know. I'm like I need to contact all of the like you know queer feminist organizations and be like, be like maybe if they ready. take up the Leslie. But Gore nobody flag. does uh, as drag acts don't do Leslie Gore the way drag acts do Dusty Springfield. Yes, for but example. in Leslie Gore had great draggable well, hair. Of, she she sure did. did, and Son of a Preacher Man is such a good 
that's a good dra- the, the How is It's My Party it's not my party. a great yeah. Yeah. song? It's my, because the problem with It's My Party is it's a little, it's almost too known. Do you oh. know what I'm saying? Like, I think okay. that, like, I think for a drag number to work. <laughs> okay, get in the weeds. I, I think for a drag Sheesh. number to work, sometimes it has to have a bit of an element of surprise to mm-hmm. it. And with It's My Party, you'd have to, it'd have to be gags. It'd have to be like something about oh, something see, that was yeah. going on with the costume. It couldn't be. The, the, have a pump, the pumping out tears. For example. Wow. Wow. Like, I'm trying to think of something wild effects. and crazy. I like yeah, it. yeah. But like, yeah, it would be something like that where you'd have a lot of reveals or something in the costuming more than in the song. Leslie Gore gets inducted. (laughs) Thank you. Tegan and Tegan and Sarah Sarah performance. What three songs do they play? Quincy Jones inducts her, and Tegan and Sarah Sarah do the the performance along with Lady Gaga comes out for the end. Okay. What three songs do they play? They do. You don't own me. Yeah. They They do. It's my party. It's my party. And for me, because I like it the most, they should do. Maybe I know. That's pretty All good. Right. That's it. I would maybe switch Sunshine Lollipops. Oh, Sunshine Lollipops. In there, just because, I don't know, it's, it's one of her Judy Judy's ones. turned to cry is too spiteful. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah, sisterly. No. Sometimes with not tributes, sisterly. though, they do a medley. Yeah. Oh. So I can oh. see a, a lot Especially of these being in Especially with these kind of shorter songs from that era, you could do four in a medley, I, no I, problem. Should I get, I'll talk to Paul Schaefer. Uh, oh, yeah. He's the greatest guy, and he, mm-hmm. he could do this in his sleep. Right. Yeah. I bet he loves Lovely Is he Gold. on the nomcom? Yes. Oh, yeah. he is. Okay, he's From the like beginning the until nom-com. now. Yeah. Well, let's get in his ear. Let's make this happen. Maybe he wants to finance a documentary about her. Oh, there you go. We're really making moves here. I'm excited <laughs> what's, what has come of this. Yeah. This has uh, never gone this... from me being like, I guess if it happened, it would be in 10 plus years. And now we're like, a documentary's <laughs> happening. It's in the works. We're actively producing it. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> we're reaching out. All right. I'll have my attorney drop papers yeah, for you. No Perfect. Problem. Perfect. This is great. Oh, my gosh. Bob, this was so. This is such a treat. This Thank you so much awesome, for being Bob. here. Really, really it was fun. Fun for me. Love to hear your, your experiences and, and uh, your knowledge. And, and it was awesome. This was really, really, really fun. great. Uh, is there anything you would like to plug, Bob? Is there anything you want to? Anything where, coming up? You're writing liner notes for anybody that's going to come uh, out, or are you on Twitter, Bob? I'm, you know what? I have I have another life. It has nothing to do with music. What? So I'll throw it in Please. here. Please. Oh yeah. Um, I have uh, Instagram and Facebook and sometimes online. You know, a website called Feral Cars. Okay. I'm interested in cars. In, in wild the, cars? Just yes. cars in the wild? Cars in the wild. Old cars in the wild. Not at car shows, not at auctions, mm-hmm. but parked uh, at the curb or running down the yes. freeway. Yeah. This is like Rhea Butcher. They, that's right. Yeah. They have to be over like... 22 years old. That's okay. it. That I divine that because the average age of a car is on the road is 11 years, and I uh-huh. doubled it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so it was a scientific method. Very feral good. cars. So 90, 96 and, uh, uh, and older. Feral cars. And so is it at Feral Cars on Twitter and uh, on Instagram? Instagram. Feral cars. Feral cars. Yeah. That's cool. That's great. I love it. Check it out. That's a great book. Some like nutty cars there. Yeah. That sounds really cool. That's it. Yeah. That's like. I'll smash that follow button. Yeah. I definitely will. Big time. Thank you. Of course. You went up two followers. Woohoo. Um, uh, you can always find me all over the internet at K Stud. That's who I am. That's who I will be. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Joe K Joe K, Instagram Joe Qua. Um, on July second, I will be at the Hot Tub Show at Virgil at the Virgil. Oh, nice! Uh, and then the next day, I've been, I was talked into 
roast battling someone. So I'll be no. at the roast battle at the comedy store. Or, do you Ooh, know who you're Steph, roast battling? Steph Tolov, who's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Um, yeah, at the comedy store on July 3rd. Uh, and then we will all have a nice Independence Day. Yeah, I'll be deep in the throes of trying to get my solo show written and Good luck going up. with that. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening, everybody. If you want to contact us, rockhallpod at gmail.com. We love your emails. We really do. I think. We do. I think all we of them. Do. Oh, no, we definitely do. I'm just saying, it's, you know, we're recording this ahead of time. Yeah. I don't know if we received anything horrible <laughs> in since, right. you know, I last said that we love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I'm going to assume that these are still nice emails coming in. Uh, Rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe. Five stars only with your ratings. For real. Not a joke. (laughs) Uh, And uh, thank you to Ted Tramper for giving us the equipment and the studio space. Liz Full for being our technical advisor. And Natalie Garcia Mayor for opening her doors to us in the absence (laughs) of the the previous two. Uh, Thanks so much again for listening. I'm Joe Guazala. I'm Kristen Sutter. And who cares? About the Rock Hall. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.